Peace and welcome back to For the Culture right here on WEAA 88.9 FM and WEAA.org. Absolutely, the voice of the community. I'm your host, Faraji Muhammad. Folks, to end out tonight's great conversation that we've already been having, but we had to talk about another piece of history. And tonight, I'm so, so excited to be joined by two fantastic artists that hail from Baltimore City to talk about a major exhibition that's happening right now at the Motor House. It's called The Cole Scuttle's Legacy. And this is an exhibition that honors the great work of Baltimore native Afro Deco founder, Mr. Tom Miller. Now this exhibition was curated by one of West Baltimore own Kai Vassar, who is a mixed well, and it features the likes of very, very prolific artists, such as my guy Quirky, who's joining us on the line. And folks, if you want to get more information about the Cold Scuttles Legacy exhibition, you can check out MotorhouseBaltimore.com. You've got an RSVP because Motorhouse is still adhering to COVID-19 policies, but you can make your way to the Motorhouse and see this fantastic exhibition that features veterans as well as emerging artists such as Crown Leak, Victoria Walton, as well as Ernest Shaw and Megan Lewis right now at Motor House. So without further ado, let's welcome to the airways of Forta Culture here on WEAA. We got Kai Vassar and my guy, Quirky. Kai, Quirky, good evening. Good evening. Peace How and blessings. Y'all good? Yeah, man. <laughs> it's Friday. I'm happy to be home. Right, right. How about that? First and foremost... Uh, let's talk about this exhibition, Kai, because it's called The Cold Scuttle's Legacy. And, and this exhibition is about Tom Miller. Talk to us about who Tom Miller is and why is he such a, 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 such a, a powerful Black artist in Baltimore that we need to honor? Absolutely. So um, I always start off, for me as an artist, I always start off by saying um, I developed as an artist specifically because I came from West Baltimore and much like I came from West Baltimore, he came from Sandtown, Winchester. Um, that, that in of itself, like the fact that he stayed here as a teacher after he got his degree at MICA um, and decided to sort of like give back to his community in that way. I, I, Tom Miller was an educator. He was a muralist. Um, I think that he might have even dabbled like a little bit in like curating because I think that curating is multifaceted. Um, I think that there's a knowledge component that people oftentimes forget about. So I honestly akin a lot of muralists to curators. Um, but he he was just a prolific guy. And I remember first learning about him when I was younger because a part of our um, required reading in school was we had to read uh, his his book with Cab Calloway's daughter called Can a Coal Scuttle Fly? Um, mm. I remember that was one of the first times I learned uh, that in terms of art and artwork, you're able, art isn't just putting something on a piece of paper. Art at times is taking pieces of your own reality and creating, turning them into fantasy elements. Mm. That's really what art is. And that's what that book taught me at a very young age. So it was imperative to me to share this story, not only for other youth that are out there, but even adult artists that 
I would talk to even in the, the art scene here that didn't know his name. That bothered me. So I decided to bring it back up. <laughs> so wait a minute. So let me, and, and I'm saying this is, this is very powerful because one, not just the fact that you are an artist, a West Baltimore native, you come out of the same area that he's, has, he comes from, but you are a young black woman that's looking to make sure that his legacy, his impact, his work continues on. Absolutely. Now, there are a couple of quick questions. So people might say, Cole Scuttle, what the heck is that? <laughs> because Tom Miller did something, he did something that, that you talking about using the, the, the pieces of your reality and turning it into art. There was something that he did that really differentiated himself, that put him on a different level of other artists. So Cole Scuttle is essentially what you flame, what you would uh, use to like flame a fire. Mm -hmm. um, and he actually, in the book, he describes finding a Cole Scuttle when he was younger. This is about a part of how he discovered himself as an artist when he found that, um, that piece of um, what some would call garbage, but he reclaimed it. He reclaimed it and made it beautiful. And he wanted to see at that point if like, hey, if I make if I make beauty out of what people or my neighbors might call rubbish, can I make it fly? Can I myself fly? Can I flame my own fires? So that's, he, that's took, really he took pieces of, of, of trash, pieces of rubble, and he turned it into art. Yeah, he and that's what I call that's what I that's what I think of is like uh, what I describe as reclaiming pieces of your community. Um, that's really what that is, is taking something that somebody else would have thought was garbage or you can't do anything with it and turning it into something more. Um, and that's a motif throughout all of his work is even if it's on a newly found, um, even if it's something that he did on like a, on paper or canvas, for instance, there was always a, almost an element of reclamation, whether it be of community, reclaiming your community and holding it with pride. The way that he described, um, for instance, he did a piece for Chase Brexton, I believe, before he died, um, mm -hmm. and a part of it tackled um, the it, a part of it tackled uh, the AIDS epidemic at the time. Mm -hmm. Just things like that, like people don't. It it really reclamation means so much more. It means so much more, and he exemplified that, you know. So, I just thought it was important to highlight him. It I really mean, I, was. I mean, first and foremost, I think that there's no other people that can turn trash into treasure like Black people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is that is the story of our experience here in America. You know, we've, we've taken, we, whether you're talking about circumstances or whether you're talking about material goods, there's no other group of people that can turn something that most people would just toss away and say, ah, oh, it has no value, it has no use, and we we make it work. Not only do we make it work, we make it work and we're successful at making it work. Um, and, and, and talk to us a little bit about this genre of art, Afro Deco. What, what, what is that exactly? Absolutely. So the way that I look at it is almost like um, African-American, like abstract art is how I think of it in a lot of ways. And I think that it's influenced a lot of um, movements that we've even seen now with like you'll see minimalist designs a lot of the time with like these major ad campaigns and to me they look a lot like Miller's work 20 years ago the only difference is they're not citing him as a star yeah all right. That's what um, 
so to me afro deco is like is at is is at art and abstract form but you're you're encapsulating to an extent a lot of the time he would encapsulate black life whether it was in a fantasy realm or here based here in reality i think that that was also something that was so interesting was the fantasy elements he laced throughout his work to show black people hey there's a little bit of futurism for you there is a future futurism it's yeah. an Afrofuturism. And I know many artists that are in that space musically and as well as visually, artistically, you know, that, that are doing those things. Now, for people that may not know, a big Tom Miller mural is actually can be seen uh, right there on Harford Road at the corner of Harford Road and North, and, and North Avenue across the street from the courthouse. That's a that's a Tom Miller piece. That's an Afro Deco Tom Miller piece. That big colorful mural. I think it's of a black man sitting on a beach reading a book. Yes, and it, yes. it's essentially it, it essentially says that a river never forgets its source. He was specifically again trying to uh, speak to his students and again folks like think about North Avenue. North Avenue looks real different than it looked even twenty years ago. And I know for a lot of people that's like unimaginable. But if you weren't if you aren't from Baltimore, then you you don't necessarily, you just, you don't know. But North <laughs> Avenue has actually, like, considering gotten, it's changed a lot. It's changed Absolutely. a lot. Um, so that, to an extent, was trying to take passerbyers, again, into into the future, into a fantasy realm for, for a second, for just a second, to show them another world or what the world could look like. Um, it's, it's almost different than a lot of his other murals because a lot of his other murals throughout the city um, more so encapsulate like black life or the lives of his students. Yeah. Um, but that one specifically, again, it, it encapsulates the future or what could be. And also like making sure that you remember your roots. He was really big on acknowledging your roots and researching them. Absolutely. I want to bring um, feature artist Quirky into this conversation and folks that can join us as well. As she, she, was, she was killing it. Three one nine. Quirky, I gotta bring you into it. You just sitting there like you, like you just. Two, oh man, this when is it's great. a good conversation, that's when you should shut up. No, no, no. <laughs> when it's a good conversation, that's when you should shut up. I'm like, oh, she's killing it. Hey, look, look. No, let I'm me tell you out. something. <laughs> <laughs> I want to bring Quirky in there because um, if you're watching this uh, live stream on our on our website, weaa.org, Quirky is sitting in front of an amazing piece. He's an amazing artist. He's actually an animator, but he is taking, um, I think I think he's taking the ideas that Tom Miller has put forth as Afro Deco and he has brought it to life, taking it to the next level. And I mean, that's just for oh. me. I'm, <laughs> I don't know, I don't, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Have you seen this guy's work? He was a phenomenal. No, I mean, I've seen it. Look, I've seen it. And Kai, Kai has been schooling us about this. Kai, first and foremost, this guy is a phenomenal sister, man. She, she's oh, a yeah. young black woman. Um, she's about to turn 24 years old this year. And yes, um, she's curating and living and, 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 and keeping a legacy alive in a very, very special way. So I think, Kai, this is, this is a huge testament to your vision of, of where you see yourself in the art world. But Quirky, look, your pieces are phenomenal. Thank you. Thank pieces you. Thank you very phenomenal. much. So for first and foremost, when the opportunity came up for you to be a part of the Cole Scuttle's Legacy Exhibition, you know, tell us what your thoughts were. Did you know about Tom Miller? I mean, what, what was your thought process as you were trying to get involved? I, when I first heard of Tom Miller, when I, I think I moved here three years ago, 
and I saw some of this um, murals around town. So I would like do some research and figure out who this person was. But not until I met Kay and she hit me in more. So I'm going to do a little Google search and find out who this person is. But uh, Kay has been a, a blessing to me and just, just in general, just a positive person I wanted to be around. I didn't start painting actually seriously it's like five years ago to to have somebody as young as her do it at this level i'm proud of her i'm ecstatic with whatever she, anything she got going on i'll be more than happy to be a proud a part of and, Thank uh, you. <laughs> that's awesome brother that's, that's really awesome so what, yeah. what now you say that you know when i say that your pieces i think it helps to kind of take tom miller's pieces to another place you you got really like, whoa, whoa, wait, hold on, hold on. No, hold no, on. no, 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 no. I, mean, I stand on the short of giants and I'm thankful to look that far. Um, this man was on another level. I would never even put myself in the same category as him. And I, I, I'm a fanboy of artists, Ernest Shaw, and any, all the guys at Waterhouse, I'm a fan of. And I I don't feel I have made it to that level yet. I Once I get to the point where I'm satisfied, then I can start thinking it that way, but nah, I, I, I'm gonna stay humble as much as humanly possible. If a good design comes to me, I'll do it, and I'll be happy to get it out. And that's it. What's What's your inspiration when you when you do a piece, uh, Oh my I mean, God. When I see when when I see, and I'm serious, folks. I'm telling you, go to weaa.org right now. And Quirky is sitting in front of this piece. He has another piece that's being uh, that's a part of this exhibition at the Motor House. And when you look at it, it takes you into a whole nother realm. Oh, I'll slide over there. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it depends. It depends. I wanted to do something that had more depth to my pieces. Um, it just, every time I see a painting, sometimes they have a flat look to it. So I wanted to pull that dimensional element out of my pieces to make them stand out a little bit more. Um, yeah. I, I wanted shading, this tones in it that you normally see. So I removed all the color and left it all black and white. So you can see the piece itself. Um, it's my commentary on race relations in the United States where we sometimes we have to incorporate white elements into our personal being just to survive in this nation. And um, it bothers me to no end. So when I paint, it depends on what bothers me that day if I see a police shooting or I could be watching a cartoon and I'll get inspiration from there and just be happy to have a relationship with somebody that allows you to get up two in the morning to start painting and there's no arguments and most of the stuff that I paint is basically around my wife and things I do but no more than that I'll get the inspiration I get up in the middle of the night she doesn't argue I get to work and create and that's why I love it and, and 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 what? How do we have conversations, Quirky and Kai? Quirky, I want to get your take on it first. How do we have conversations about um, making sure that pe that that black people really understand the values, the significance of the arts? And here's why I'm asking. Um, <laughs> that is, oh my minute, god! Uh, here's here's why I'm asking. I uh, just a couple of nights ago, we talked to a brother named Dr. Dermel Brunson of the Leaders of Tomorrow Youth Center, the founder mm -hmm. of LTYC. And their job is to bring art education into schools and into spaces, right, for Black children in ways that, that they, Black children can connect. And so when I hear and I see the works that Kai, you do, and, and Quirky, the works that you put out, 
I'm wondering, there's such an empowering element to the art that you guys create that how do we how do we connect that empowering element to those young brothers and sisters and even to the older folks in our city, black folks in our city to really see the significance, the value so that way they not only just see it, they invest in it, they learn from it and then teach those lessons to the next generation. Well, I'll tell you what, even though I'm, I've been a graphic artist for years, I didn't realize how therapeutic and healing art was until I got into a situation where I left home back where I'm originally from and came up here to live. And all I had was art. I tried to, I pretty much isolated myself from everybody else for like two years and just painted my life out. And the more I painted, the better I felt, the stronger I became. And things that bothered me didn't bother me as much. I wish I would have took art seriously as a younger age, like Kay is doing right now, because it's changed my whole. <laughs> uh, she's, uh, it's just to express yourself, especially if I can't find the words or I can't get my emotions out. Um, through my just speaking to somebody, I can paint it out. And every day I painted it out, I felt better and I got stronger. It's therapeutic. If any of the listeners right now listening, please pick up a paintbrush, pick up a sketchbook, do something. And after a while, even if it doesn't, that, that muscle memory and it's building on every day, you'll get better and better and you'll start feeling better about whatever you're going through. If you put it down on paper or put it on canvas, you don't take it out to people you're nearby. So if I get that frustration out on that paper, piece of paper, when I go to bed, it's no, it's no I, I feel better. It's like, I guess, boxing for somebody or, or cooking for other people. you got to get those emotions out. And this is the best thing I've ever done to deal with my emotional situations. Okay. <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> and I mean, you, you so Kyle, I'm going to give you an opportunity to answer that question. Listen. I, <laughs> I tell people immediately, right? I, the only reason I know about, I know anything about art um, is because of the murals I grew up on. And what mm. that taught me is, right? That taught me that art is our history, especially with black people. <laughs> it's documentation. It's, it's literally, it is our history. I like, I, I tell people this and sometimes like, especially when I was, um, there's a point when I was an assistant teacher, I think I might've like scared a couple kids by saying that, but art is our history. It's not, it's not a joke. Uh, I don't, I, I think that if, for instance, we brought up um, how Tom Miller's mural is on Harford and um, North Ave. And I think a lot about the fact that if that hadn't been restored about like 10, 15 years ago, it's many lost. people wouldn't even know who Tom Miller is. Wow. Ex outside of academic settings. Right. Like art, besides, uh, besides the fact that Black people historically mostly rely on oral histories, mm -hmm. visual, that visual history right there is, is just as important. It's the same reason why I decided to do the exhibition in the first place was because I was like, Dang, even on even today, I find issues in terms of gaps in how we are cataloging artists. And that's mm. so disturbing. Most people don't know that Billie Holiday was from here. Most people don't know who Cab Calloway is. Most people don't even know who UB Blake is or any of the people in his band or like there's it's just there's so many legends. 
absolute positive legends that came from here that are all artists that I'm like, that's that's our history. Right. Besides like the economic structures of everything, which is a whole other conversation for me. Um, <laughs> Cause I always, I also tell a lot of kids, I'm like, besides the problem solving elements and the historical elements of art, it's also, mm -hmm. there's, there's so much in terms of like, there's so many job opportunities within it. Like um, somebody asked me recently, because uh, I'm going back to school this fall um, for grad school, they were asking me about what I would teach kids. And for me, it's murals because that hits everything from, if you want to be an accountant, okay, you're going to manage the books for this. Oh, you want to be an artist? You're going to do the draft then. Oh, you like to write? You're going to learn how to write a grant. Art is all of that. Mm. All of it. Right. And it, and it requires, and it, I mean, we're, we're at a space right now, and I love what you just said, Kai, um, that, that we need to keep, um, I would say, like uh, artistic griots uh, around because there are a number of efforts to try to diminish or, or erase our history. And, you know, you and Quirky are talking about the fact that, that Black artists and I'm speaking of like painters and, and muralists and things oh. that you guys keep that out there. And I think that that's the important part, especially in a city like Baltimore. I think that, that the, one of the big things that we can say about Baltimore, yes, it's 65% black, but we're struggling to hold on to our black history. We're struggling to hold on to our blackness, right? And I'm not saying that in, a, in coming from a racist space. I'm just no. simply saying that this city has been so pivotal, and like you said, Kai, in shaping uh, the art landscape across this country. This city is pivotal in historic uh, in, in in historic uh, context as well. That we need to keep those things intact in order for the next generation to thrive. And I think that's part of the conversation that we need to have. Let me just tell y'all, Quirky Kai, I am super excited and I'm so grateful that both of you were able to be joining us with us tonight um, because this has been, this. I think this is a, a much needed exhibition and, and to see the, 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 I mean, just to see the talent and artistry. Quirky, I'm telling you, brother, I got to get a piece from you. I don't even know how. <laughs> And look, I, I saw. You. Look, I, got I, your interviewed, email. <laughs> I interviewed Victoria Walton. Same thing. I mean, just the beauty, the and this, just the brilliance and artistry is absolutely phenomenal. And Kai, you've done an excellent job with putting and curating <laughs> this exhibition together. So, folks, it's called the Cool the Cole Scuttles Legacy Exhibition. It's right now at the Motor House. You got an RSVP. In order to, 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 to be a part of it, you can go to MotorHouseBaltimore.com and you will see the works of Quirky, Crown Leak, uh, Victoria Walton, Ernest Shaw, and Megan Lewis. Just a few artists, some of the most prolific artists in Baltimore City. You'll see some beautiful pieces. These are pieces that you don't see anywhere else. It's no, exclusively no, no. for the Cold Scuttles Legacy Exhibition. And it's all curated by a young Black woman by the name of Kai Vassar. Uh, Quirky, how can people get more information about you and the work that you're doing? You can follow me at QRCKY on Instagram, or you want to check out my work personally, QRCKY.net. There it is. QRCKY Instagram, QRCKY.net for all of the latest works and pieces from Quirky. And Kai, how can people keep up to date with you? what's going on with you? 
Absolutely. If you want to reach out to me, you can, my Instagram is uh, K-Y-A-R-T-I-N. Kai um, Arton. Kai Arton. <laughs> um, my website is K-Y-A-R-T-I-N.com. There you go. That is, that is, and, and, and we got to throw it out there that people can actually buy these pieces, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, oh yes the show are also for sale um yeah. i believe one or two have already sold so i would there's only a few pieces in there so you want to you want to put your hands on them very quickly exactly you might want to put a bit out not even gonna hold you <laughs> hey hey there it is there it is uh quirky thank you so much quirky kai vassar thank y'all so much for for doing this exhibition but most importantly thank you for being so good for the culture no problem, brother. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Folks, check out Cole Scuttle's Legacy Exhibition now at Motor House. It'll be happening. The exhibition will be uh, continuing to happen all the way up until June the 19th. Again, go to MotorHouseBaltimore.com to RSVP for this very, very special exhibition. And tours, group tours are available um, for you to, to set up as well. So again, MotorHouseBaltimore.com. Thank you, Kai. Thank you, Quirky, for checking in. Peace and blessings. Absolutely. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us. I thank all of you for joining me online and on air. I want to thank my dynamic team, Dre Day, and my wonderful producer, Demi Goff. Stay tuned. Up next is some great, great music for your Friday evening going into the weekend. Let me tell you, we had a fantastic week, and I truly, truly appreciate you riding with us each and every day this week. Next week, we got some more great guests, some more great conversations, so you do not want to miss one minute one ounce of for the culture stay tuned great music 10 o'clock hour make sure you check in with the kickback my man dre day shonda and tyler b and the crew and that's going to be happening at 10 o'clock tonight as always never be afraid to challenge what's wrong stand for what's right while being yourself in the process i look forward to chatting with you god willing on monday for another exciting edition of for the culture right here on weaa 88.9 fm absolutely the voice of the community remember baltimore do more but be exceptionally good for the culture. Peace.